This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. Sorry I wasn't back on Tuesday. Kind of felt a little under the weather. But today, I'm back with another episode in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. Today, we're talking about the 70s. But before we do that, I want to send a shout out to the Deluxe Edition Network and their podcast of the month being Spoil My Movie and World's True Crime. Go check them out. They are on your all your favorite uh, places to find podcasts. And also check out Talking Shit, Deep Dark Secrets, and many of our other podcasts as they are made by great people and they do love your support. So let's get back into it. Oh, and also thank you, Luna, for the graphic that you did. Um, appreciate it. Also, if you want to find... Uh, out more about graphics and all that you can go to twitter and go on there on twitter and look up graphics by luna she's an amazing person love the work she did she did the grim reaper thing and all that so let's get into it so last week we talked about the 60s right how dallas cowboys were formed how they kind of hit a roadblock early on in the 60s but then later on in the 60s they came back to win Super Bowl or not win Super Bowls, but get to the playoffs. And yes, some of them were ending in heartbreak. Uh, Dandy Don Meredith retires in 1969 after the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Cleveland Browns in the 1969 playoffs. Uh, so would Perkins. Um. And new players were joining the organization like Cliff Harris, Pro Football Hall of Famers, Rayfield Ray Wright, Mike Ditka, Herb Adderley, and Roger Staubach. 1970 first Super Bowl appearance. Led by Craig Morton, the Cowboys had a 10, four, 10 wins and 4 loss season in 1970. A 38 to nothing shutout by the Cardinals was the low point of the year, but the team recovered to make it to the playoffs. They defeated Detroit 5 to nothing in the lowest scoring playoff game in NFL history and then defeated San Francisco 17 to 10 in the first ever NFC championship game to qualify for their first Super Bowl appearance in franchise history a mistake filled Super Bowl 5 where they lost 16 to 13 to the Baltimore Colts courtesy of a field goal by Colts kicker Jim O'Brien with 5 seconds remaining in the contest despite the loss linebacker Chuck Howley was named the Super Bowl MVP, the first and only time in Super Bowl history that the game's MVP did not come from the winning team. 71, first Super Bowl victory and the move to Texas Stadium. The Cowboys moved from the Cotton Bowl to Texas Stadium in week six of the 1971 season, although the first game in their new home was a 44-21 victory over New England. Dallas stumbled out of the gate by going 4-3 and three in the first half of the season, including losses to the mediocre New Orleans Saints and Chicago Bears. 
Landry named Staubach as the per- permanent starting quarterback to start the second half of the season, and Dallas was off and running. The Cowboys won their last seven regular season games, finishing 11-3 and before dispatching of the Minnesota Vikings and San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs to return to the Super Bowl. In Super Bowl VI, behind an MVP performance from Staubach and uh, then-Super Bowl record 252 yards rushing, the Cowboys crushed the upstart Miami Dolphins 24-3 to finally bury the next year's champion stigma. The Cowboys rushed for 252 yards while holding the Dolphins, who went 17-0 in 1972, to 185 total yards. The 72 season was another winning one for the Cowboys, but their 10 and 4 record was only good for them to make the playoffs as a wildcard team. In the divisional playoffs, they faced the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers had a 28-13 record and seemed to have avenged their or 28-13 lead and seemed to have avenged their playoff losses to Dallas in the two previous seasons. But after Landry bench Morton, Staubach threw two touchdown passes with less than two minutes remaining, including the game winner to Ron Sellers for a 30-28 Dallas win, the first of several dramatic comebacks led by Staubach during the 1970s. However, they are defeated by their arch rivals, the Washington Redskins, 26-3 in the NFC Championship game. The Cowboys were now beginning to grow in popularity, not just in Dallas, but nationwide. Their televised appearances on Thanksgiving Day games beginning in 1966 helped the Cowboys, helped bring the Cowboys to a nationwide audience. Under Coach Landry, the so-called doomsday defense became a dominating force in the NFL. Dallas had also established several off-the-field innovations. The team was the first to use computers and scouting, the first to have a modern cheerleading squad performing sophisticated choreographed routines and the first to broadcast games in Spanish. General manager Schramm became the most powerful GM in the NFL. It was he who pushed the league to adopt changes such as relocating the goalposts to the back of the end zone and the use of instant replay all after the 1974 season. While Pittsburgh won more Super Bowls in the 70s, Dallas emerged as a glamour team of the decade. The 1979 film, North Dallas 40, based on a book written by former Cowboys wide receiver Peter Ghent, presented a veiled portrayal of the team's on-and-off culture during this time. 1974, 8-6, playoffs missed. The Cowboys faltered slightly in 1974, finishing 8-6 and and missing the playoffs for the first time in nine years. Bob Lilly retired following the season, capping his 14-year Hall of Fame career. 1975, third Super Bowl appearance. After missing the playoffs in 1974, the team drafted the well the following year, adding defensive lineman Randy White, a future Hall of Fame member, and linebacker Thomas Hollywood Henderson. The influx of talent helped the Cowboys back to the playoffs in 1975 as a wildcard, where they beat the Minnesota Vikings and Los Angeles Rams to advance to Super Bowl X, where they lost the Pittsburgh Steelers 21-17. 1976. In 1976, the team went 11-3, winning the NFC East. However, they were quickly eliminated from the playoffs, with a 14-12 and 12 loss to the Rams. For perhaps a season or two, some of the pro football teams played off-season basketball. 
1976 was one of those years. This page is only the mention of it on the internet as of this notation. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 77-49. Yeah, that's for the basketball thing. Sorry about that. Um, but in 76, the Super Bowl that year was Super Bowl Eleven, which was played by the Minnesota Vikings and Oakland Raiders. Oakland beats the Minnesota Vikings 32-14. to That would be the last one that the Vikings have been to. Uh, 1977, second Super Bowl victory. The Cowboys began the 1977 season 8-0 before losing in consecutive weeks to the St. Louis Cardinals in a Monday night home game and the Steelers in Pittsburgh. After the losses, however, the Cowboys won their final four regular season games. Dallas had both the number one defense and the number one offense in the NFL. In the postseason, the Cowboys routed the Chicago Bears 37-7 and Minnesota Vikings 23-6 before defeating the Denver Broncos 27-10 in Super Bowl 13, no, Super Bowl 12 in New Orleans. As a testament to Doomsday's dominance in this hard-hitting game, defensive lineman Randy White and Harvey Martin were named co-Super Bowl MVPs, the first and only time multiple players have received the award. 1978, 5th, Super Bowl appearance. After a slow start in 1978, Dallas won its final six regular season games to finish the season at 12 and 4. After an unexpectedly close divisional playoff game against the Atlanta Falcons at Texas Stadium, the Cowboys traveled to Los Angeles and shut out the Rams in the NFC Championship game 28 to nothing to return to the Super Bowl. In Super Bowl 13, Dallas faced the Steelers at the Orange Bowl in Miami. The Steelers outlasted the Cowboys 35-31 despite a furious comeback that saw Dallas score two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. The game was not decided until the final 22 seconds when a Dallas onside kick failed. Bob Ryan, an NFL Films editor, dubbed the Cowboys America's team following this season. 1979. Dallas finished the 1979 season 11-5. The team slumped in November but rallied to win its next two games. This set the stage for the regular season finale against Washington with the winner capturing the NFC East title and the loser missing the playoffs. The Cowboys trailed 17 to nothing, but then scored three touchdowns to take the lead. Led by running back John Riggins, the Redskins came back to build a 34-21 lead but the Cowboys scored two touchdowns in the final five minutes, including a Stahlbach touchdown pass to Tony Hill with less than a minute remaining for a 35-34 victory. The season ended with a whimper, however, as two weeks later, the underdog Rams traveled to traveled to Dallas and upset the Cowboys 21-19 in the divisional round of the playoffs. The Cowboys had a chance to win in the final two minutes after the Rams scored their final touchdown, but the Rams' defense stopped Staubach from making another comeback. The Rams went on to win the NFC Championship game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 9-0 and reached Super Bowl fourteen, which they lost to the defending champion Pittsburgh Steelers by a score of 31-19. After this game, repeated concussions compelled Staubach to announce his retirement a few months later in an emotional press conference at Tex- Texas Stadium. All told, from 1970 through 1979, the Cowboys won 105 regular season games, more than any 
other fran- NFL franchise during that span. So what we learned today, folks, is that the Cowboys, yes, in their very first couple of years, they sucked. Okay. But they rallied into coming back, ending pretty much 1960 in the pretty much ending the 60s on a high note, where in the 70s, they built off of that. Um, 1970, they go to Super Bowl five, they lose. 1971, they come back to Super Bowl six, they win. Um, and then, you know, they win one more Super Bowl that year with, or one more Super Bowl in the decade, and that being Super Bowl twelve, but lose two more Super Bowls in that decade to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl 10 and 13. Both great games. If you haven't seen Super Bowl 10 and 13, go on YouTube and look up the highlights of that game. They probably even have the full game on there. I mean, it was a shootout. Um, In Super Bowl 10, Lynn Swan making like circus catches before circus catches were in vogue. Um, and then Super Bowl 13, you know, Franco saying, give me the ball after Thomas Hollywood Henderson um, hit Terry Bradshaw after a penalty had been announced and he didn't let up. So um, tonight I will be on uh, on Return of the Living Flat with Kyle, who is the owner of that. Also, Mark Benset from Talking Shit will be on there. And I think one more person. I'm not sure. But join us on that tonight. And also, don't forget that when you watch this, if you're new or you plan on coming back, to like, subscribe. And also, hit the notification bell as it helps build this uh, channel even more. And it's all free. Also, you can support the podcast if you want, um, and I'm sure it's somewhere down on the in the link or something. But thank you so very much. This will probably be up either today or tomorrow, depending on if I'm still feeling good or a little bit more under the weather. So thank you all. Also, go check out Deluxe Edition Network. The podcast of the month again are Spoil My Movie and world's true crime. I'm Stephen Jarvis. This is Stephen Jarvis and Friends Podcast, and I will see you all later. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. <laughs>